Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Toffee Coffee Cast, where we talk everything film, TV, video games, and conspiracy theories. I'm your host, Reese Bolton. And I'm your host, Reese Jones. And today is, well, it's kind of history in the making for uh, Toffee <laughs> yeah. Coffee Cast as we celebrate our, our 100th episode of the podcast. Wow. Uh, it feels weird, like, coming up to 100 episodes. I, like it feels like we did this podcast yesterday. Like it doesn't uh, feel like we've done a hundred. Yeah, like <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, like, I mean, I think we've definitely come a long way in terms of I don't know how we can sort of like review certain films and TV series and discussing and putting on tinfoil hats and talking about conspiracies. Yeah, I, th- I think we've embraced our sort of. I wouldn't say characters, that's wrong. I I don't know, I embraced our... I don't know, the the way we can sort of go into a story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sure. I mean, like, this has always been fun to do because it's... I mean, this is obviously... Me and you work full-time, so... um, And we've also got other stuff to do as well. So, doing the podcast, having it managed to continue on to 100 episodes... Uh, it's obviously an achievement in itself, really, because um, yeah, we enjoy it. Like, and it's it's quick and easy to do. And anybody watching this, who's thinking of doing a podcast, I think go for it. Yeah, um, I mean, if we it, can do it, yeah, yeah, if we could do it, you can do it. It's it's cheap. Uh, it, you know, best do it with friends because the discussions are, are always a lot more fun. Oh yeah, with friends, especially when you talk about something and you can hear different opinions as well. Yeah, um, and. Yeah, and and it's something I always enjoy doing because it's a nice, relaxing thing to do at the um, and the weekend, um, and it, it comes under the whole kind of like I I I love being creative. I like create. I'm a creative person, so having like an episode go up about I don't know Star Wars and it goes up on like to the you know the to the internet and. I love like going back and hearing what we talk about. I really enjoy it, and it's nice because we started off because me and you were talking about like all nerdy stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, I think and so. We, we always off, had um, we were bitching about uh, season three of Westworld. Yeah, and we just I think yeah we just like decided like what, you know like we were talking for like a good hour or so like each episode. So we're just like like you know hell like let's just like record this. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, yeah, and it started from there. So, like, I, I think we, um, I remember going back in the first episode and being like so unprepared. Like, if you look at like the way we spoke now compared to where we spoke at the start, it was just like, you know, it, it was just, we were such rookies when we came to it, didn't we? Yeah. Um, but we obviously, the more we got comfortable talking on the mic and, and talking to each other and able to not, not talk over each other a lot and, you know, be respectful of each other's opinions and what we have to say. It, it, it's it's really good, and I always enjoy it. Yeah, and and you know, we've, and alongside of that, we obviously started an Instagram account as well, which has reached up to one point three, one thousand three hundred forty followers, and it's yeah, constantly growing as well. We're coming up to our four hundredth post. We've got four more left to go, but near enough yeah. we've got up to four hundred post, and uh, yeah, it's just like how we've just you know on instagram stuff we kind of post stuff not just about the podcast episodes but about like uh 
trailer news, trailer discussions, uh, cinematography posts. I mean, you're doing some really great cinematography posts. Ah, thank you. On the Wes Anderson <laughs> series. I mean, yeah. I think you enjoy doing those, don't you? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't know what kind of started it off. I was just like, I just exposed myself to all of his like filmography and I was just, wow, like these films are very, very pretty to look at. So it's like, hell, I just, <laughs> I just make a series of just like cinematography appreciation. So, Would yeah. you do that for um, other directors as well? Uh, I think so. Maybe um, not for like other directors per se. I I, I don't know. Maybe like um, like franchise or properties. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I, don't, I just don't know. Like maybe like I I can think of like another one. Maybe I'm tempted to do like maybe like David Fincher, you know, or um, I don't know, like Quentin Tarantino. I I can't really think of like a consistently great director who's brought out films which all have their own like signature style or they're very memorable like paul thomas anson is the one that springs to mind oh yeah that's that's true actually yeah like the master they would be blood phantom yeah. thread yeah and also um i'm gonna talk about that because um one of the ideas i've had coming up is we're gonna be um reviewing some films like that because it's kind of like okay we've nice. got a really yeah. famous film like gangs new york or there will be blood um it's not coincidence I just named two Danny Day Lewis films, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's stuff like The Master or even um, Bookie Nights, uh, or even like you know, The Grand Budapest Hotel, stuff like that. Like, it'd be nice to do like a review podcast episode on one of those films, yeah, and just talk a lot about it and stuff like that because those films are so so famous. And I mean, you know, that's the thing, we've got enough content to be going up to a thousand episodes isn't it? because <laughs> yeah we'll be, talk- we'll be reviewing about old films and shows and conspiracies theories and video games and stuff but also we've got new stuff coming out and stuff like that yeah I mean, so it's a nice like, mix like, to go- we were talking when we about like obi-wan kenobi like yeah or like the star wars stuff you know the marvel properties are going to come out you know just like the films you know we're talking about like robert eggers um his new piece is going to be about um Hamlet, you know, like like Hamlet, yeah, uh, yeah, in the Northman, so that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's not as if we you know we're, we haven't got any ideas. No, and we usually brimming with ideas. And if I'm watching a show or a film that I want to rev- do a review on, it's um, I would post it on Instagram. I mean, I've done that a couple of times. You've done it a couple of times, mm. um, and it's nice to have you like you know. It's always nice to have like different lay- layout for it. It does take a while though. To fit, like for me, it takes me a while to write up a review because I want to make it as kind of like, like not just like oh, this film's okay, you know, it's shocking, well or whatever. I want to go into detail <laughs> yeah. on it and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, it's a lot of films. Like I, I still need to watch a lot of Oscar films. So There's going to be a lot of reviews of those films coming out. Yeah. Reports. I mean, it's well. just come out of Oscar season, so... Yeah, yeah. Um... But that's the thing. When we talk about stuff like this now, we we have we got a lot more we can unload on of the Coffee Cast. Yeah. And we're always getting bigger and better with stuff we've done and, and all that. Uh, I mean, like, you know, we talk about, like, talk about the worst movies or ever, and <laughs> there's always worst movies coming out every year as well. That's going to be added to our list. Cases of conspiracies. I mean, how many conspiracy theories can you name off the top of your head you know oh my god um yeah i mean yeah there's like lords i mean i've obviously like you know off 
um, recording, I've just like proposed like different conspiracy theories. So, yeah, it's, it's not as if we haven't stopped doing consp- no. um, cases of conspiracy. No, it's, no. I don't know. It's, just, it's been really busy, like films, isn't it? So, yeah, and I mean, when it comes to Marvel and Star Wars, we're always focused on Marvel and Star oh, Wars because yeah. those two franchises we all enjoy. Um, and this year it's going to be very really big for Marvel's uh, Star Wars because the amount of content coming out for that as well. Like, um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I can't wait to see Morbius. It's going to be great. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, that's basically rounding up really, and just talk about like you know, back to June the third, twenty twenty, when we started up the podcast. We were using uh, Anchor for it, and we're still using Anchor since. Anchor is such a good tool for. Uh, distributing your podcasts, editing your podcasts, etc. Uh, just like a little bit of a home for your podcast. Um, and it's free as well. Uh, and you get a little bit of uh, money given if you uh, sponsor them on your podcast. And but like, I remember, like, always oh, the biggest kind of like we're using like our headphones to do like all the discussions and stuff like that. And now, like, I'm using a mic and a headset and the actual proper headphones. Yeah, you're using a mic and proper headphones as well. So, it's how we've grown, it's been amazing. And, um, and it's not just that, like, you know, part of it is our, you know, our, you know, planning and organizing. We're going to do this film, we can do this film, we can do a show, we do a show. But what keeps us going as well is the viewers as well and yeah. like our fan base. And I mean, we've had a big fan base since the beginning. And um and I've and a lot of that thanks goes to them, to you guys as well. But you guys listening. Um I know there's been like a drop down in like viewership since it's weird coming out of lockdown, but yeah. we're still going strong and stuff like that. And um I f- I feel like Thank you for everybody who's still stuck with us, yeah. keeps liking our posts, Thank you. keeps listening to our podcast, because it means a lot. And, I mean, I feel happy knowing that, like, um, someone out there is listening to our yeah. podcast whilst, yeah. you know, doing I mean, doing the shopping, like, driving I, the car, yeah. stuff like that. I, um, I like to think of it as just, I don't really like to go into the sort of, like, the drama aspect of anything sort of you know or like politics or anything like that yeah so i like sort of the idea that the podcast is a nice escape for people who want to you know they want to hear about their, their favorite films or you know franchises and games and conspiracies you know it's, it's a nice escape i think yeah yeah it's exactly. just you know I, I i don't know that that's just my thinking anyway and it's, it's, it, when you enjoy it as well it's you know it just it's the icing on the cake, yeah, really. Yeah, and I mean, right now, we're in a very difficult time around the world where everything's going on. So escapism, the, the kind of desire for escapism is high more than, more than ever. Yeah. And, and and as well, when we're talking about this, there are, you know, these topics we enjoy talking about is escapism from us, for, for us as well. Because, and obviously bring out our nerd side <laughs> and not be judged, so... Yeah, so um, I just want to say a big thank you to to everybody, all our fans and followers, anyone who just gives our um, our podcast a listen. It, it it does make a huge difference. So thank you so much. And today um, for episode hundred, I mean, we took it took me a while to kind of figure out what can we do for episode hundred. That is just not the same as usual. 
And I thought today, we'll, what I've done is I've compiled um, some moments from what well, some of our, our, well, I'll say our best episodes of uh, yeah. so far. And, um, and we'll put them down for you. Now, if you want to skip any, there can be time codes in the description as well. So um, if you want to hear about like, Shrek or you want to hear about um, <laughs> The Room and stuff like that, and I yeah. thought, on that then go ahead but it, i feel like they are they, yeah they are my personal favorite. I, I gotta and... say though i don't think it's like it's uh an exhaustive list i just think that you know purely for like a convenience sake isn't it like these are just a few but look we haven't had episodes available yeah on, yeah or platforms yeah so please just you know go listen to them you you will be you will enjoy them no and that's, uh... that's a fact that's a, a hobby coffee cast certified and fact. And it's something for everybody. So, you know, if you're not big into Marvel or Disney and you want like more proper films and saying that, you know, like if you want oh, like proper films, proper films. And so, oh, if you're somebody, if you're somebody who like wants, I, I'm going to reverse my, my way of saying proper films. Uh, I still Are you going to retract your statements? I'm going to track myself. No, but <laughs> people who view uh, proper films, I mean, we have. Dune, we reviewed Dune, the new Dune that came out. Uh, and even if you, in, in like, you know, if you're someone to classics as well, you enjoy some of those old classic films. I mean, we reviewed Die Hard, we reviewed Robocop, uh, Blade Runner, Halloween, stuff like that. So it's all there. Um, but uh, we've got a bit of everything. And also, if you just want to listen to some conspiracy theories, we have got a lot of conspiracy theories uh, up there as well. Well, we talk about like serial killers to um to coked up bears you know to <laughs> yeah that was an episode <laughs> to the oh, what's the other one we talked about uh to like skinwalker ranch skinwalker ranch yeah. air 51 Aliens stuff like that stuff. so yeah it's pretty much a bit everything as well so and if you want to hear about our review of the room as i said earlier it's on there as well you want to hear about a review of Battlefield Earth is on there as well. So it's something there for everybody. And I think if you stick with us, you'll be treated to a range of good, more, more content coming up as well. Um, and we could delve into a lot more um, bigger things as well. Uh, yeah, and, a lot you know, coming. A lot coming. <laughs> and this is season three as well. Like, you know, season three... A lot coming up for season three this year. This is like going to be a, a huge year for us because the amount of content coming up. Um, yeah, I cannot wait. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be a, um, coming up will be kind of a, a compilation of uh, some of our favorite moments from um, our first 100 episodes so far. Um, as always, give us a like, share, follow, and a review if you enjoyed the episode. And, uh, and yeah, and I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you very much. You're listening to the Hoffy Coffee Cast with Reese Bolton and Reese Jones. Oh, some coffee, some coffee. Okay, this guy needs coffee and cool stuff. Damn good coffee and hot. All yeah. around, like picture comes yeah. out. It's so funny. Like, yeah, it's so clever. Like. <laughs> And, and like the little like character moments as well, like you have um, Gigi, you know the gingerbread man, um, Gigi? Monsieur Hood, 
Sure. <laughs> that the song, right? I, I I was rewatching the song when I sorry when I went back to rewatch the film. I rewatched that like the Robin Hood segment a couple of times because I I thought it was so funny. Like um, <laughs> what is it like um? Oh damn it! It's like, well, Vincent Cassell voice yeah. Robin Hood. I I, I looked it up because like oh yeah, you're like, is he like someone doing a French accent? <laughs> no, Vincent Cassell, unbelievable. I, my, my favorite um, voice performance, I think, has got to be either John Lithgow or Gigi Gingerbread Man. Gigi, yeah, he's not Very the gunshot buttons. Man. Is it gunshot buttons supposed to mean like thingy for like his his penis? <laughs> is like his penis yeah. or something? I think yeah, <laughs> or like I, his I, um, you know, his his veg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what was... Let's go with that veg. <laughs> veg. <laughs> Um, You're a monster. Jim Cummins, who does a lot, does a lot of uh, voice work for um, yeah, Queen the Pooh and all that. He play, he voices the captain of the guard. Yeah, um, a, a, he appears in a bunch foam. of scenes. Huh? Or heat less foam. Pigloma free Malone. It's awesome. And like Great. the um, oh, what is it? Like the big bad wolf. Oh, who plays? Always, who, who, oh, plays Aaron, who plays the big, big bad wolf? Aaron Warner. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure if Mike Myers like portrayed one of the yeah, three blind he, mice he as well. He plays one of the three blind mice, yeah. and then I think Cody Cameron, who voices Pinocchio, betrayed the three little pigs, and oh, then God. Christopher Knight betrays Felonius uh, is the one the the torturer. Uh, he ah, right. voices one of the mice, and then. Uh, well, uh, I think another one. Um, oh no, Simon J. Smith voices um, the blind, yeah. the blind mouse. Uh, one, the blind mice. Dead yeah. broad off the table. <laughs> Where else we're gonna put her? The bed's already taken. <laughs> and he goes in, and it's like the, yeah. the bad wolf's like, what? <laughs> He's well, like, oh, I'm not. It's awesome. I do like, like. Oh, sorry, go on. I, I do like the second one where they always like team up to uh, get them out of. Uh, yeah. Out of jail, like well, in the second one, I know we're not meant to be talking about the second one, but they have Larry King to voice the ugly stepsister. <laughs> Larry King, like <sighs> unbelievable. Like, like, who thought of that idea? Like, kind of, you know, it worked really well. I mean, like, it? surely, like, he should have portrayed a gargoyle. He certainly looked. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is he dead? Am I bad mouthing? I think he is dead. Oh God, see. Larry King. I don't think he was the most popular person. So yeah, he is dead. He died. He died this year in January. Oh, God. Yeah, but I don't um, think he was the most popular. I feel person. so bad. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Shrek was. Um, it was uh, selected for preservation in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress last year. As being culturally, historically, or aesthetically—I can't even talk—aesthetically significant. Sam, Shardy want told yeah. me. <laughs> That's so that will song. they do the same for Shrek is Love? I wonder. No, 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 I think that's going to be in the meme archives for a long time, and then it's going to resurface on YouTube, like Charlie bit my finger or something. Oh God! I don't know. Or I don't know. Maybe uh, Chocolate Rain. He'll make an appearance. He'll make a reappearance. <laughs> it, look, Shrek is Love will be on that YouTube algorithm, be a recommended video that will come up on your time your timeline, and you never like 
you mm. you never click on anything linked to it. Like, yeah. <laughs> What's weird is like you click on like a really old video now, and like it says like up, up to, uh, sorry, like uploaded fourteen years ago, and you're like, yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. like when it was released, like watching like oh, what was it like that? Leave Britney alone video and all that stuff. <laughs> Unbelievable. I love South Park. <laughs> took the mick out of that. They all were like waiting to get their checks, yeah, and all the stuff fight each other and they kill each other. He's in panda. My he guy, like my you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Numa, Numa. And the chipmunk, the chipmunk, the the deaf chipmunk. With, like, like uh, lightsaber guy as well. That's that's real. <laughs> and the panda, season panda. I remember in school. I think in primary school, the first video I've watched properly was uh jesus i will survive um, yeah that's the one where like obviously he like he gets a lot of, like naked in the street and then he gets hit by like a bus or something yeah i remember, so I, remember I remember watching like videos on my phone in like 120p it, it was like what was it it was that video and they and like you know the kids would go oh you need to follow the car and then, like that, like zombie woman, like comes up on the screen and scares oh, the shit out of me. Oh, that. Yeah, I'm sure that's on like, YouTube like, somewhere. Cool. No, that's still, that, that's still that's still. You, you guys remember Angry Kids? Angry yeah, I'm a man. Yeah, remember yeah. that? Which was which was Angry? Oh, is that is that like um, uh, this guy filming his brother and like uh, is that is it? No, that one, it, it was like like some creepy like claymation. I think it was made by Ardman. One uh, sec. Oh. Ardman, if you actually look at some Ardman stuff like away from their films like um like Wallace and Gromit and uh, you know Chicken Run, you can yeah. Ardman used to make like lots of little um like just like mm. sketch sketches and they're really, really freaking weird. Like you can you can <laughs> buy you can get them like or you can doubt like buy them from somewhere, but like they used to make adverts and so forth, but some of the, just their random sketch stuff is like really strange. Really, really, really weird. It's pretty disturbing, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'd recommend just go watch it. I can't really explain it, but yeah, it's very, very odd, very bizarre stuff. <laughs> had, yeah, we had, had it, we had a DVD of it, like at home. It's quite old now, but like, uh, he's watch it. He's like, it's like, what, what the hell is this? <laughs> what, 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 what am I watching? It's, um, yeah, it's, it's strange. But I mean, well, still, Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run, you know. I I remember the early, obviously, the development of Rick and Morty and oh, how yeah. in really disturbing that that was. It was that that came out of um, it was a parody of Back to the Future. It was yeah, called Doc, Doc yeah, and Marty. Yeah, yeah, but you you know what happens in that, don't you? Like, yeah. yeah, no, I don't explain it fully. Do you know Keats? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very strange. Also, the idea of like his mother thrusts him into his quest, and the idea today maybe it's people that are thrusting the things their parents want them to, to do, which they don't yeah. really want to do. Yeah, I think that's quite interesting. Because um, in the end, he makes his own decision, doesn't he? He makes his own decision. Yeah, and he finds he, his own courage. Yeah, he finds his own courage, and he accepts it. He accepts his fate. And the Green Knight, um, basically. It, 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 it's like a test. It'd be like, oh, you know, you you accepted your fate, you shown willingness, but yeah. then we don't know whether he killed them afterwards or not. Yeah. In in the poem, it basically in the poem, it ends differently. Where yeah. um, I get up now. Um, basically, um, it's a shame to behave deceitfully, but the Green Knight laughs and professes him the most blameless knight in all the land. 
Um, Gawain returns to Camelot wearing a sash as a token of his failure to keep his promise. The knights of the round table absolve him of blame and decide that henceforth each will wear a green sash in recognition of Gawain's adventure and as a reminder to all be always honest. Yeah. So, is yeah. So, Gwen never succeeds, but it's as a whole, it's like a life lesson for him as well. Um, it's all about it's all like a it's all lessons at the end of the day. Um, and you know, but yeah, the, these stories are always parables, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm glad that the uh, Lowry didn't like you know, do like a word for word sort of retelling of the original mm, um, yeah. story. Cause you know, it gives like, like you see like something, I want to watch a ghost story. Cause I've heard that it's very um, like ambiguous and stuff. And it's very good, like show and not tell. But um, I'm really glad that it just sort of ends. Just, yeah. Like the, the, the green knight recognizes Gawain's bravery and then, yeah, just like what? What a morbid joke! I, I hope yeah. it was a joke. You know, like now, off with your head, and it just ends. Like, oh, I, I love it. Yeah, it's it very cool. It's it. And it's, it's, it's uh, almost like fatherly, wasn't it? Yeah, it it sounds. You see like, how like he stroked his cheek and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's and also it sounds like um you know like oh you have to come and um you know I will um I will you know tomorrow I will I will I will punch you in the face. And then it comes tomorrow, and then my 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 like metaphors and comparisons are awful. Uh, and it's like <laughs> you go there, and I literally just go up to you and be like, tap, like you know, a little fun little tap, or oh, I punched you in the face, you know. And it feels like that. It's like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. behead you off with your head, and it's jokingly being like, off with your head. It's like, haha, yeah. you know, joke. Like, I'm not going to cut your head off. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just it's, it's saying morbid, it. It's, isn't it? So it's yeah. a way of words. Yeah, but obviously we don't know whether he actually yeah. does get. I'm saying morbid back... or, or mordant. Yeah, I think it's mordant. mordant. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's like a running joke. I think I apply it's like a, I think for Matt it's supposed to be a joke. Um, yeah, but then maybe it's also a test of fate and be like, okay. Hmm. You accepted your fate. Well done. I'm still going to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But you see, like, um, the, the the end, like title, like you only see like at the, at the start, you see Sir Gawain and the dot dot dot, and then mm. right right at the end, you see on that tree stump is carved in there the Green Knight, and like slowly, like all the moss is like covering it and stuff. Very very cool imagery. I don't know whether there's any more meaning in that. Like that, I'm, I'm meant to take from it, but um, the post is it very, credits, very good. But I think it could have been better, in my opinion. People say the post credit scene, the girl that got the yeah. crown, is Gawain's daughter. So I, I think it should be a random girl. It might people be implying that Gawain is alive. I, I'm not sure, um, but I think your I prefer your kind of analysis of that. It's like it's like the next generation of leaders. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do like that. Or, or but, it shows, you know, the sort of like the, the children will take over and, and inherit like the, the, the honor and the glory mm, of their fathers and mothers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, I think, I, once, once I get this up, I think it, it is interesting as well to say like each of the characters' names are like positions in like a royal court. Okay. So you got Gary oh, King. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Andy Knightley. Andy I, I Knightley. Yeah. Chamberlain. Uh, yeah. Oliver Chamberlain, 
Um, oh, what's page. Peter Page. What's a page thing? A page is like a, a young sort of like messenger or like oh a, right, okay, era. yeah, okay. <clears throat> and who's um who's uh Paddy Constant Constantine's um? He plays Stephen Prince. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, I didn't, the, I didn't, did not realize that at all. Like, that's clever. Yeah, so all all of the names of pubs are the first post, you know, the first pint, essentially the way to start, the old familiar, and then the famous cock, the cross hands, the good companions, the trusty servant, the two-headed dog, the mermaid, the beehive, the king's head, the hole in the wall, and then the world's end. Right, let's go through each one and see like how it yeah. um, each relates to the plot because uh, this is quite interesting. So the first one is the the post, was it? The, first post, yeah. First post, obviously that's like the first drink, really. Yeah, and, and I think they say in the film that it was the site of the first post office in the town or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Um, the old familiar. I think that's where the um, uh, old man's sister. Yeah, um, Sam, so it's Sam, like yeah, Sam, Sam. Is, yeah. Sam's here. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Um, That's a great quote there. <laughs> um, Back of the net. <laughs> out of order. Private joke. <laughs> the famous cock, obviously, Gary gets recognised by the, the barman. Um, that, is, that is something that, like, I'm always like, is that barman like it's Jim? Name? No, no, it's, um, it's Jim, isn't it? It's played by the guy who plays Jim from uh, Friday Night Dinner, the bartender. No, that's him. That's later on. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's the guy that actually recognises them later on, I think. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the prodigal son's return. No, but, you know. no, but um, you know the, the famous copy is like Gary King, your bard. Your yeah. bard, yeah. <laughs> that guy's obviously not a robot. Is he? Because he remembers them. Yeah, but right, that's right on Gessie. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, no one recognises them except for that one barman. No, I think. Yeah, well, you've got a point actually. They don't. They don't keep their memories, do they? Yeah. Uh, and this is why it's the worst one of the three. Yeah. <laughs> also, you got those two guys. You got obviously you got um, uh, David Bradley's character. Like oh yeah, old, um, Mad Basil. Mad Basil, and then you got those two other guys that are like, like. Why they're there? <laughs> like, well, remember what... the end? They're like, "Who's not a robot?" And it's like, yeah. "Oh, I am." And it's like, "Who are you?" Like, <laughs> that's um, uh, one of those is Reece Shearsmith. He's one of the uh, League of Gentlemen. Uh, oh, right. That's a weird series. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. That, that's a... well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's been removed from Netflix because that that actor he he played a character who was essentially like all in blackface. Oh, really? Yeah, I think his name's like Papa. Bobadoo or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and, and he owns a circus and he steals women. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, well, that's to the flavour, doesn't it? Oh, Jesus. That's, really, that's quite bad, actually, figuring in perspective. Like, oh. So, um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a bad series, anyway. And it... <laughs> the next pub is Pub 4, and that's the Cross Hands. And what's that like okay. a relation to? I, I think that's when they fight those uh, those boys, the, like the, uh, the robots. Yeah. Like the toilet, yeah. Crossing yeah. hands with someone, maybe. I, I don't know. That's quite loose, isn't it? But um, the next one, the good companions. The good companions. That's, what happened that's, there? That's... Um, oh, is that, um, is that when they have that? Oh, no. I, was, no it's, um, I thought like it was that's the scene where um, Andy just. Has like thinks that like we're his companions 
you know we're not his we you know we're not his friends here. We're just oh, his, so like, we say Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the pub before though. The cross hands, I ah, think actually. Okay. But I think the good companions is probably like them, like the good companions, because oh, that's yeah. that's when they carry on go to that pub and they carry on drinking after oh, they realise that. That like, might be. Do you know when um uh, Alabama song starts playing? That might be. Just, yeah. They, they they've resigned themselves to just drinking together again. Oh, uh, well, okay. uh, you mean uh, the whiskey bar by? Um, that's it. Yeah. Uh, the doors. The doors. The doors. Yeah. Brilliant song. Yeah. Except good. for the uh, second verse. Yeah, let's not go into that too much. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, what's the second verse saying? Oh, um, it's a, it, it goes, it talks about like a little girl, doesn't it? It's a little bit, yeah. it's a bit kind yeah. of, yeah, strange. It yeah. goes, uh, quote, don't quote me on this. This is the song. Show me the way to the next little girl. And, so, and then and then it goes, uh, don't, don't, don't ask me why, basically. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fair to say they don't include that part of the song in the movie. Probably, be- probably for the better, yeah, definitely. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Pub six is called Trusty Servant. Right. Okay, so... And what happened? Is that the one with the club, or is that the one before that? The club's later on, isn't it? The trust- oh, is that is that the scene where he fights the twins? That's the two-headed dog, I think. Two- That's the twins, though. I think yeah. the trusty servant's Mad Basil. Oh, yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah, he's actually right, isn't he? Like, yeah. in um, in this, so oh, yeah, he's food. He's food some guy who's like big as a conspiracy theories, and they they just yeah. the piss out of him. But actually, like, he's actually telling the truth about this one. <laughs> <laughs> we should include his uh, conspiracy theories in one of ours. Like, what do you say? Like, yeah. it's not a Bermuda Triangle; it's two isosceles triangles. For <laughs> <God's> sake. <laughs> Um, um, yeah. So Pub Seven is the two-headed dog, and yeah, that's when uh, they fight the, the twins. Yeah. Um, and then the next one, the mermaid, which I think that's when they meet the, the marmalade sandwich. Well, the mermaids, um, the mermaids could be like uh, the sirens. They like draw in the men. Yeah. To to them through the sirens' call, and that's yeah. obviously what the marmalade sandwich girls are doing to the to the to them. To Peter, um, Gary, and Andy, calling yeah. them in, which we actually quite interesting. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> 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 and the next one is the Beehive. That's that's not the dancing one, is it? Or is it? No, that's that's the the, the Prince Forceman's uh, character. Is yeah. I, I don't know why bit... it's called that. Really, I think the Beehive is because you're literally. You're in where all like for example the beehives where all the bees are. So in this pub is where all of them are like robots. Oh right. Yeah. And that's where they fight them. You like, ah, it's like, yeah. like the lion's den. It's like yeah. obviously like, like um yeah, like a like lion's den. Lion's den. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the beehive is like, oh you entered yeah. the beehive, you entered like this pub and it's full everyone there's like a robot. Yeah. Um so we got number ten is the king's head. King's head, yeah. um, Oh, what happened to that one? Oh. Um, th- I think that's. Um, do you know the oh, what's it called? Like the I think it's like uh, it's next to the old like bowling green or something. And remember when yeah. Gary King was like slamming his head against the like the beam in there? So I think the it's King's just like a, a reference yeah. to that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, then's the hole in the wall, which is just well, it's just lazy. Like they they crash a car through the wall. 
Yeah, yeah. Same. And uh, this is why it's worse than the trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> number twelve, World's End. Well, then, World's yeah. End. Of course, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, but what, what would you what would you give the film out of? Uh, let's say um, let's say ten. Ten being best, uh, one being worst. I'll 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 give it like a seven. Ooh, that's quite high. Um, what would you what would you give, what would you give it? Organ? It's not. It's it's not an. Um, what do you call it? Organog. <laughs> Jesus. It's the only Welsh word I know. And apart from, I, I didn't even think it's a Welsh hoffy, word. Apart from a hoffy coffee. I think it means, doesn't it, it means like organic, doesn't it, organog? I think it's like organol or something. Oh, oh sorry. Organog, yeah. I, I can't wait uh, for, for like a comment by like someone, a listener that's like, oh, I listened to your podcast because I thought you'd be talking about coffee, not about like this <laughs> shit. <laughs> um... Right. Uh, so answering your question, Keats, I don't know, like maybe like six, seven. Yeah. It's not the best. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's not terrible, but it's not the best. Not, not great. Not terrible. Not great. Not terrible. And... What I wanted to sort of ask uh, you, Zach, is what you, you said, like you were trying to go for the, the whole Seth Rogen um, sort of Judd Apatow sort of uh, movies. Mm-hmm. But like, what were your inspirations for the film? Well, good question. I think um, I think every little aspect of the movie, uh, like every little genre that's blended into the movie, has its own kind of inspiration. I would say, yeah. like, like uh, my favorite scene to film was actually the action scene, the the fight scene. And right. That mm-hmm. was not really inspired by any comedies. It was kind of inspired by Birds of Prey. Um, ah. Like, uh, I if, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's like um, there's like the scene where she breaks into the jail to. Um, to help the the girl escape, the little girl, and uh, or I guess the teenage girl, and she like shoots all the cops with confetti and uh, confetti cannons, oh, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, and like uh, paint uh, like a paintball gun or some kind of something like that, and and I just really loved the action in that movie. I mean, you say what you will about like the story, but um, but I, I just thought it was really cool and colorful and vibrant, and that was like an that was an inspiration for the fight scene, I'd say. Um, obviously. Um, for the musical scene, uh, a big inspiration for me was the film Muppets Most Wanted. Which, oh, really? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's like the interrogation scene in that film. I don't know if you've seen it, but um, there's like an interrogation musical scene with Ty Burrell. And uh, that was a big inspiration for that scene. I'd say overall, though, for the story, yeah, a lot of R-rated comedies were, were my inspiration. I'd say also The Hangover, which is kind of obvious. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Instead of looking for their friend in, in this movie, they're looking for an egg. But yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. A lot of like the R-rated comedies from like the late two thousands, early two thousand tens that you don't see that much anymore. But uh, yeah, I kind of wish um, you did. Yeah. You, you sort of you know you, you obviously raised the point about the interrogation uh, scene, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know like sometimes you could say like in police procedurals or just you know crime dramas. Uh, they can be quite dry and obviously it's a way of, you know, maybe progressing the plot or just having exposition dumps, but you've sort of um, managed to just establish all of these characters, you know, establish their alibis and, and what have you, but sort of introduce like this motley crew of just like these, I, I thought it was hilarious. Like I watched it for the first time. And I didn't really take in like their stories. I, I, I was appreciating how like well, um, well, not choreographed, but how like well filmed it was going between uh, Nate and Sean, and then the uh, the suspect. 
I thought it was very like uh, it, it was very cleverly done. I have to say, but then oh. the second time um, I watched it and and seeing like you know, obviously it was like just a rhyming sort of like little um, song. It, it it was really funny. I, I gotta say, it, it is my favorite part of the of the film. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's uh, it was. Um, it was my favorite scene, I think, to write. Like yeah. that, that scene was really fun. Just um, coming up with all the all the uh, like the rhyme scheme and everything. But <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, no, I, I get what you mean because the first time watching it, I would imagine it's it's almost a little too fast paced. Like you're you're just you're just taking it in and you can't really focus on the lyrics or anything. Mm. But the second time, you get to kind of sit back and enjoy it more. Yeah, I um, I wouldn't necessarily say that's. Um, uh, you know, like a critique of the movie, though. I, I'd say, like, I would say, like, it definitely has this rewatchability value to it. So going back and like picking up some things as well, like, obviously, this is a spoiler, but <laughs> Sean is the one that ate the egg, and yeah. then going back and seeing how Sean reacted initially, it all sort of makes sense, and you you view it from a different lens. It it, it is it is well done. Okay. It, it is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I actually, yeah, you're right. Like, um, um, yeah, that that was um, like the whole. I mean, I, I'll ask you both this: Who did you think did it before Sean reveals that he did? <sighs> I I'm not gonna lie. I always I think Sean did it, even though before I realized, um, I found out it was Sean. It just yeah. it just it just felt like it was like, oh yeah, the the guy that's so just like to the side and like, yeah, it, it was definitely yeah. him. Yeah. Um, no, no. That, that. I, I thought like quite conversely, um, I thought bug was uh, a bit of like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Cause mm-hmm. he, he I, I don't know if you, you meant to write this Zach, but yeah. to me, he came over as a bit of um, like the voice of reason or like, you know, he's asking the questions, wanting to find out the answers. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I thought like, you know, when they went to confront him, I thought he'd like reveal his true nature, but he, he was just, you know, he has a heart of gold at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And, and I, you know, I was quite shocked actually, you know, with, with Sean. I thought, you know, that, that bastard, but uh, <laughs> no, he, 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 um, he was hungry at the end of the day and he was, he was drunk. So who can blame him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I was trying to make it seem like it was bug until the end, which I'm, I'm really happy that one out of two movie fans didn't predict it because I feel yeah. like, like you, you both have a really good understanding of how movies work and how stories work. So the fact that at least one of you didn't realize it makes me happy because I, th- I think, um, no, yeah, it's, um, it, it really, if you like, like, like the part of the reason why I want to do that interrogation scene, like in that musical style is because I wanted to get through it fast because I knew the audience would re- like realize by the end that none of these suspects have enough character attention to have done it. It has to yeah. be the three guys. Otherwise it's like, there's no motivation behind why they ate the egg or, or any like, it, like it's not personal, you know, it has to yeah. be personal. So that's, um, I just thought like that's the funnest way to get through the second act of the movie in order to get to the point where uh, Nate and, uh, Nate and uh, bug have their big argument before Sean reveals it. I got asked a question. Um, oh, what was the, what was a drink uh, uh, he made with the blender, with the beans and the uh, the sauce? What was that? What was that drink called again? Um, uh, that hangover cure. 
Are you hanging out your wife? Okay, is that did did the did you have to, did they actually probably have to drink that as well? Like, no, they, they did it. it the the uh, what they actually drank was I just tried to mimic the color and texture of the smoothie. So they were drinking chocolate milk mixed with margarita mix with crushed oh. ice. So and it did not taste <laughs> good either. But at least it wasn't potentially poisonous. Like, I was question. I was like, did he actually make drink that? Did you go for on like uh, what directors do that? They um, like they actually like if they if that if you make you eat something disgusting is actually the thing that like. Um, it's actually the thing. It's not like the. It's not like a prop or something else. I can't remember. I keep thinking Kubrick for that. Um, it probably was Kubrick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it sounds like something Kubrick would do. We we did yeah. a lot of things for real in this movie that you would maybe be surprised that we did them for real. But for the smoothie, I was like, no, like it's it's not necessary. <laughs> and I might want a few extra takes, and I don't want anybody passing out on the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say though, like I, I know you said it was like a substitute, but like the uh, the color of it, when um, when Nate realized the egg was missing, mm-hmm. the, the color of it when he like oh I, when he was dribbling, it was, it, it, it was rank, and obviously <laughs> like the, the the tone you were going for was like this disgusting hangover cure, like oh it worked. I was like, I was just gagging, just thinking like, oh I'd have to be so hangover to drink that, and I've been hangover, but. Um, <laughs> I was. Um, you said that um, you obviously you directed this movie, but um, did, did you you choreograph the sort of fight scene in? Uh, yeah, yeah, in yeah, the no, third that, act. Absolutely, yeah. No, that was um, that was. I mean, that was the scene that felt most like something completely new, like the challenge I hadn't done before, and that was. Okay. I was so excited for that day when we finally got to do that scene, and we. I uh, just um choreographed all the and figured out like all the stunts and how to do it safely with the actors and um yeah and they were so down for it they did so many takes like <laughs> for, <laughs> we did like seven slaps for bug and the slaps are oh, real yeah. like <laughs> and uh but he was he was okay and no, nothing more than a couple bruises and 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 no no injuries but like um <laughs> but they're they're all we we're, we're all like i remember at one point during the day I was telling the actor who plays Bug, he's he's one of my best friends, but I was just telling him, come on, we got to do it like Jackie Chan. We got to do it like that video <laughs> on YouTube. And then the sound mixer, Ethan, was just looked at us and said, yeah, but you guys aren't Jackie Chan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> be careful. <laughs> yeah. So how long was production, Jack? Uh, sorry, Zach. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, we did it. We shot over five days, but we did it over two weekends so that everyone could work right. on it um, uh, and it wouldn't uh, overlap with their classes. And uh, we did three days the first weekend and two days the second weekend. And I'm proud to say we actually finished half a day early. So I got them home early on the last day. That was good. Um, there you are. But, Everyone's happy at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, we get home early. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that that fight scene was so much fun, and uh, and I'm really as proud, especially of the first half of it, because the first half was yeah. um, just like like the, I'm sure you remember that shot with the when Bug gets hit with the piano. Yeah. That that was and that happened. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And he was fine. But there was a pillow attached to it on the back of it, so um, he wasn't actually getting smacked in the face with it. So it's um, um, but all a lot of the sound effects in that scene are just 
the sound that we recorded on the day. There are very few um, like uh, Foley sounds in that scene. All the uh, most of the Foley sounds are just in the smoothie scene. Actually, that's all mm. uh, recreated. But the fight scene, a lot of that was real, like the drum and the confetti cannon and everyone falling on the floor, slamming into each other. That's all. Um, yeah, pretty real. And the splash into the pool. So the set, is, is it uh, like an apartment or? It's just my apartment. I, I just. It's, uh, it's yours, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just did the production design. I'm, I'm literally in here right now. And um, it was, uh, it, that was one of the funnest things, honestly, was buying the props and just decorating everything. Um, yeah, like the, like someone asked me, why did they have a Playboy mag? And I said, <laughs> I said, I don't think, I, I, like I imagine these guys can't afford internet, internet and that's why they have a Playboy mag. But, <laughs> or at least the internet's really slow. So just, why not? Like pay, pay your bags is like, you know, it's, it's, it's different. It's, it's, it's fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it is very, very visual. As like a visual yeah. gag, it works. And obviously, you, know, you see Sean and he puts on his glasses to read Playboy. I, I thought that was very funny. And then he's reading Stephen Hawking. Which yeah, <laughs> it's a total subversion. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I, that was, uh, I literally just went through the Playboy that morning when people were setting things up to find a good page. And then I found that Stephen Hawking had an interview in there. And I was like, this is the article. <sighs> what? <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, I just want to talk a bit about uh, John Cooper's backstory, really, and um, like how he ended up... Uh, basically getting to his, uh, carrying out his robberies. So uh, John Cooper left school at 15 and worked in various trades. He married his late wife, Patricia, in 1966, and the couple had two children, a boy and a girl. Now, in the show, is Patricia supposed to be the, the woman, his wife, in the show? Yeah. The one, yeah, because... Pat Cooper, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And... Obviously, yes, a boy and a girl, and obviously we we know about the character of the boy. The son is introduced and presented in the show, but not the girl. So, yeah. um, I think I think it's just trying to uh, simplify the plot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, between um, se- um, age of seventeen and twenty-one, Cooper was charged with theft of a vehicle, assaulting a police officer, being drunk and disorderly. And assault occasionally actual bodily harm, ABH. In 1978, he won 90 grand, equivalent to over uh, half a million today, and a new car on the spot, the ball competition. Shortly after, quit work was set up and run a family small holding. Uh, Powell said John developed a huge drink and gambling habit after his winnings went to his head. It was a life changing amount of money, and I saw a real change in him. He spent most of it in pubs and bookies. People were scared of him, and he got into a lot of fights. As his money dried up, he started the robberies. He betted £50 a day on horses, and he, as he said, he carried out 30 rob- robberies uh, during his time. That's interesting. Like, uh, 90 grand, half a million today. Hmm. Yeah. I um I was talking to my grandparents about this, because I wasn't familiar with the spot, the ball competition, and yeah. Apparently, it was it showed, um, it was a picture of footballers, um, and it was like obviously it was printed in the newspaper, so it wasn't like a, it wasn't 4K, let's say the least. You know, it, it was like this really sort of gritty sort of looking 
image of a football field with footballers and um you needed to spot where the football was and oh, uh, right. you know okay. just because a footballer has his leg in the air doesn't mean the ball's near him you know it could be like a really like obscure sort of like place in the field well um you need to demark it and send it in and if he was if you were right you won the prize money and obviously um john cooper had it right you know like the, yeah like at the time like even now like imagine if you won a competition where you won half a million pounds that would be life-changing oh yeah yeah and like yeah like for for a man like him you know did, did he have like these um you know proclivities before he won that money you know who can say but he obviously you know yeah like he changed him like he was he became maybe an an alcoholic or a a gambling addict and to feed these addictions you know he he obviously resorted to like all these crimes but yeah it's it's really weird how you know maybe like initially he must have been very like elated and obviously he was trying to I kind of said it was on business, but yeah, yeah. Obviously, I I I don't really think John Cooper's a, a like a, a person who literally had like big like sets in life like goals. Really, like leaving the age of fifteen, yeah, school fifteen and working like with probably very shitty like jobs. And obviously, he's got his money now. But then it's like, oh, I don't want to, you know, like what can I? I don't want to invest in this or anything. Uh, want to find business, but then oh wait, I can gamble and get more money, and that's where it goes. Like you know, it's like well, well let's just gamble my money away, and you know, obviously gambling is like a huge addiction. Once you like, if you fail, or if you like you succeed in a gambling game, you want to carry on going. You don't stop, do you? Oh yeah, like uh, a a good film that sort of like um shows exactly what you just said is Uncut Gems by the Safety Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is like, um, it's almost like a drug, right? It's you have like this high, but then if you, if you try and uh, recreate that high, you can never truly capture it again. Yeah, and, and then forever you're trying to chase this high, and, yeah. and, and you know you you probably never will unless you do harder drugs. Yeah, you know to tr- to chase this well, this feeling yeah. of euphoria, and. Once he loses his money, he realizes, oh, well, there's no other way of in- of income I can get. I-, I quit my job, so I can't go back to that job. So that's why he's carried out the robberies. But maybe he's also like a kind of maybe believing that, oh, I'm I've won the you know I've won this. I've won over nearly half a million, um, ninety ninety to ninety grand. I'm better than like working like a shitty job. So it might be that attitude as well. Uh, so yeah, um, let's right. So uh, what I've done is I've done like a timeline, which is quite cool. Um, picture everything was happening between 1985 to 2011. So the, let's talk about the murders. So in December 1985, on 22nd December at Scoveston Park near Milford Haven, the bodies of brother and sister Richard, aged 58 and Helen Thomas, aged 54, were found following the fire. Both Richard and Helen Thomas died as a result of gunshot wounds. A murder investigation is launched and an incident room set up. At its peak in 1986, there were, there were 150 officers involved. Now, that's big. 
150 officers for like somewhere like Denver Powers Police. Yeah. I don't think there's I don't think 150 officers are in Denver Powers Police <laughs> uh, back then. I don't know. It, it feels like Denver Powers Police reminds me kind of like maybe like this very local small town like police station you go to. I know it reminds me a lot of um, you know in the Hot Fuzz where you got that the police station in Hot Fuzz and it's like what like ten people working there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like the, the most they get are like maybe traffic violations or yeah. like disputes with farmers and tourists. Yeah, 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 or like you know antisocial behavior, like I don't know, yeah. and graffiti and stuff like that. Yeah, like an, an issue maybe I have with the show is that maybe they don't show how. Um, how apprehensive they were in reopening these cases and and putting that much money into yeah, the crime. Yeah, that's the thing with when you see all these like cold cases reopened and stuff. That obviously people are paying money into this. I could go to because the, the you know police budgets are no not unlimited, are they? They haven't got yeah. unlimited money. They're stretched for money, yeah. especially in this day and age, isn't that as well? Yeah. I think then, those details were were a bit it was dumbed down for like the yeah. audience, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is like, okay, you're surprised, it's like, okay, you can reopen this case, but I want to see it like like yeah. it be solved straight away. Yeah. And this case did take this cold case did take like a couple of years. Yeah. Which is surprising. Like Yeah, that I think that's like maybe my, my main quibble with the show is that the yeah, passage yeah. of time isn't like shown very well. No, no. Because from the time they reopened the case to the time they convicted Cooper, it was two years. But but yeah. it's, it's that that two year span isn't shown. It's I I use Roman as an example. They pluck out the main historical events and then they just condense it into this manageable timeline to make it easier yeah. to be shown on screen. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I don't it's know. Like, they don't show yeah, it like, very well. If you, like, that's what I've got an issue with shows and films that try and cover like a wide period yeah. in, in one yeah. film. And you can't do that in like, well, it can work if you spend like, four hours on it like hmm. but you've got other films that have literally been like two hours and you're trying to cover like 40 years of a person's life yeah that's true that's, and, um, but, oh, yeah. yeah same with TV shows as well maybe the choice for I, I, I love Luke Evans acting I think he's one of the best yeah. things to come yeah. out of Wales since I, I don't know one of the best ever things right but Welsh, Welsh cakes I don't <laughs> oh hey Welsh cakes are the best, but um, I. oh fuck I. But like, I was he the right choice to play Steve Wilkins? Like, have you have you seen what Steve Wilkins looks like? No, I haven't. Like, he's about half a foot shorter than uh, Luke Evans, and his hair is like really like grey. Yeah, but is that him now? Or is that him back then? Oh, but th- this was nine years ago. Yeah, so I think m- maybe him back then. Maybe without the grey hair, might yeah. look like Evans. Well, I, mean, I, I don't think he would have grown half a foot in nine no, years. No. But, but yeah, like, I, I know what you mean. Because they, 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 that's the thing; like, they want a, a good name in these sh- yeah, shows. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, um, what was it with Dennis Nielsen? You had David Tennant, mm. uh, White House Farm. I think you might have, I think Stephen Graham as well on there. Um, Mark Addy. 
yeah, it's always needs a big, big name because you need that kind of like the, maybe sometimes the story is not enough. It needs like a big name because people are like, oh, Fingy is on here. Oh, I like him. Let's, uh, let's watch this. Hmm. Which is a you know a bugger if you want to have up a show where you, the main characters not become an actor because it can struggle. Yeah. Not all the time it struggles, but like a couple, you know, is is a occasionally. So um, yeah. Uh, so Cooper had worked for Mister Thomas and also bought hay from him often arguing aggressively about the price. <laughs> Near neighbour Cooper is thought to have believed the property, Scoffson Manor, was empty and tried to burgle it. Instead, Cooper is believed to have found Miss Thomas at home and decided to kill her after she recognised his voice. Her brother arrived home while Cooper was still there, so was also killed. The amount of money Cooper made from the crime was described as negligible in court. He set their home on fire in a bid to destroy the evidence. So I feel like this murder was basically carried out as kind of like a payback, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe you just thought, oh, you know, they're a bit well off. Maybe I can find out if they have it's something. Good, okay, it's like, oh, yeah, you come to the house and it's like, oh, I'm going to burger them. And then, like, and like the sister's dead. And you could be like, oh, the sister's dead. Now I can, like, you know, kill two birds, one stone or something, you yeah. know? Or the idea is like, he stumbled. He didn't realize she was at home, so he killed her to like cover his tracks. And that's probably why he destroyed the. Uh, that's why he destroyed the house as well. Yeah, to cover the tracks. You know, this guy is not dumb, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I think some stuff he's done, like the stuff with, when you followed the, the case more, and like as we continue talking about this, like he, he does kind of like give get himself, you know, like. I mean, it's such a small... Milford Haven is such a small place. It's like, oh, who's like, uh, who's the killer? Oh, yeah. it must be this crazy guy that's violent in the village, isn't it? It's like, like it reminds me... Have you ever watched Midsummer Murders? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how many people have died in Midsummer Murders over, the, over since the beginning of the show? Yeah. You think at a stage where yeah. like, oh, one person's died. It's like... This man, who's the only person who lives in Midsummer yeah. now, is the killer. It's like, yeah. well, I found out right recently that Midsummer isn't the name of the town; it's the name of the county. Still, I'm surprised. Yeah. Like, everyone's so, still alive in yeah, the county. The whole, like, the whole county has like these hundreds of murders going on. Like Jesus, but um, <laughs> there's um. I, I sort of I did like the sort of the storytelling of the show, how it it, it made you question whether or not um, what was the son's name Andrew in it was it Adrian, was it, well, Adrian Adrian, Adrian. yeah like it made you question whether or not he could have committed the murders or like whether he was the burglar as well or if it was just him. Because you know, like it was, it was a bit like, oh, you know, maybe he injured himself on a job or like, but yeah, it, it's just he he's instantly oh, no, Andrew, betrayed. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew yeah, Andrew, he's yeah. he's instantly betrayed as like this sympathetic character. He, you know, he he has a limp and he's shown he has something wrong with his uh, spine. He's obviously suffering from uh, post traumatic stress disorder, but. I don't know. There seems to be like something about him. Like you know, he, he's afraid of um, uh, law enforcement. But then, 
I don't know, the, the more we learn about his father, and especially his mother's relationship to his father, it's sort of, yeah, like like all that, um, all of that um, tension with that character is released. And it's just, you just feel sympathy for the, that character. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know, because like, how they present him straight off is very... It's quite manipulative, but it, it does sort of give us an idea that oh maybe he's a bit of a a criminal as well. You know, like showing you know he has like this long like uncut hair. The actor's really good in showing like these like shifty eyes as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it can show either like that kind of interpretation that he looks like a could be a criminal. Yeah, but also yeah. can be shown that he's a victim as well. The yeah. idea of like how John Cooper's crimes, even before he was done for the murders did tarnish his family yeah and it, the, he was always creating victims yeah, yeah yeah i don't know i just thought like how they they showed his son as having like all you know like these tattoos and stuff and making out to the oh, you know maybe he could be a, um, a criminal as well but then yeah, yeah i just thought oh that that's you know maybe a, a, as i said a bit manipulative but it was, it was good by the end I, I i did like um andrew cooper Right, um, talking about Andrew Cooper, so we find out the thing like in the third episode that they went to Spain, yeah. uh, Patricia and John went to Spain, and Andrew didn't go with them, and uh, Steve Wilkins like, why don't you go to, why didn't you go to Spain with them? And you find out that basically what happens, John like cripples Andrew? Like, I can't remember. I can't remember detail. Yeah. Like so, it's it, he said that he punched him in the back, oh, and yeah. um, he was left like in agony essentially for days in his bed. And you know, they said like he he um he wet the bed and um he was just left there to just you know stay in agony. And his parents fuck. left to go on holidays. Yeah, that's fucked, isn't it? Yeah, like... but it is bad how. Every, yeah, everything yeah. like the, the the father's done for. He blames his son. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's insane. Like well, the idea that John believes that Andrew's out to get him. Yeah, like, yeah. He believes that he's not the wrong. Like, like what what, what one thing's what I think one of the things as well as being the first sociopath, a psychopath is is not you believe you're not in the wrong, isn't it? If you're yeah, I mean, they, they, you know they they have no um, regard for. Um, That's a morality. trait of a psychopath, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's in a trait of a psychopath where you believe you haven't done anything yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, they, they they don't believe in like morality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, they don't yeah. believe in it. They don't understand morality. No, no. I had to rewatch this film last night. Watching it, I'm like, okay, this film is one hour and forty minutes, and it got to like one, you know, like uh, past the first hour, and I was like. Oh my god, this film's so going. Like, it, it felt like I, w- I was sitting there watching five hours of work or something on my. Yeah. What's that in the background? What? Oh, me? I heard, yeah. Oh, you, ta- you typing? Oh, it's on my laptop. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Um, but um, yeah, so yeah, I, literally, this film's one hour and 40 minutes, and I'm just like, this film could literally be one hour and 20 yeah. minutes. I, I think they there's just certain, wanted it as like certain a, scenes... a full feature film, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can make films that's an hour and 30 minutes long. Yeah. Like, um, 
So, let's, let's go for this. So, um, right. So, here I've got the Danny, Tommy, Lisa bed scene. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a pretty bad scene. Yeah, it's pretty cringe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty, pretty cringe. Um, the idea of Danny's like, oh, can I come and join you? <laughs> or something. It's like in their bed and it's like, oh, he's such a, no, not Danny, Denny. That's it. Denny. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, also, I've got the flower, sh- the flower shop scene. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got the Ohio Mark scene on the rooftop. Then I've got the Chris R oh, scene. Yeah. The drug dealer. Where's my fucking money, Danny? <laughs> it's like, it'd be, be here in five minutes. It's like, five minutes? I haven't got five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's just. And then, and then, and then, and then when, they get, and then when they kick out Chris R, it's like, oh, I owe him some money. I owe him some money for drugs and stuff. And then, like, and, and oh god, and, he says, and then he's like, oh, I'll be good. I'll be. Good. It's just, uh, so cringe. Like the mother, what's the mother's name in that, in that oh, film? Lisa's um, mother. Damn, what's, what's it now? I swear, she literally has the only ones got sense in that film. The mother is is called uh, Claudette. Claudette. Yeah, she's the only one who's got actually some sense yeah. in the film. Like. Like, like when, like, oh, De- um, Denny gets, um, it's a Denny now. I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm Denny, saying yeah. it wrong. It's a Denny, Denny. When Denny gets, gets um, in trouble with Chris R, and she, she's like, oh, you know, you, you got to stop doing that. Like, we have to go to the police. And then was like, oh, no, it'd be fine. It'd be fine. And it, <laughs> that was, and also then I've got the birthday fight scene, which is so like, don't touch me, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't touch me. And uh, I've seen like a nostalgia critic. Um, he did a review of the room. Have you seen it? Uh, the nostalgia critic no. review of the room. I, I watched, oh, you got to watch it. Oh, no, watch, watch the room one. It's quite old. It came out in like 2010, but it's so funny. And it's like, when he gets to the, the fight scene between Mark and Tommy, he puts like, cat fighting noises like <laughs> you know like like all that like uh it's so it's 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 so funny um it, it's so pathetic the fighting like um uh, so though i i think those are the, the worst scenes also i've got a football in the park oh, God, which yeah literally there's no need that film that seem to be there um what would you say is the worst one uh, now um, so I'll, I'll build up to it um oh yours um no, but, no, but, no, this is not my. I would say, like, um, is there any other ones you can think of? And we just pick out the worst one. Um, so I wrote down a few. I got, um, obviously, like the flower shop scene, rooftop or high mark, yeah, the you know, tearing me apart scene, uh, his, uh, Johnny's death right at the end. Oh, when so bad, yeah, but yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, anything with Danny. <laughs> <laughs> His, his, his presence is just like oh, I don't know. Like, do you know um when he um is it I think it's Claudette, you know, the mother is like you know chiding him for like dealing with that uh, drug dealer and he's like um he, Yeah, let me see if I can do it right. He goes, uh, You're not my fucking mother <laughs> sounds like that and it's like oh that child. And I think like someone's edited like um over like a few clips like um there's no music, I think, to make him look like he's a psychopath, especially when he like he jumps into bed with um with Johnny and, and Lisa. Oh my god. He is a oh problem psychopath, especially when like he, he yeah. is like frolicking upstairs. 
and he like bites into the apple and like looks up. It's like, oh Holy god, shit. Like, yeah. And it's and it's like when he talks to Lisa, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, you know, I just want to kiss you. Can I oh, kiss god. you? And he, when he tell when he tells like um, Tommy, it's like, oh, I gotta admit to you, I gotta tell you something. Yeah. So he's like, what? He's just like, oh, I'm in love with Lisa. She looks good in her red dress, and yeah. I want to kiss her. And Tommy's like, "Go on." <laughs> oh, honestly, right? He, he could be—he could be a character from a Thomas Harris novel, couldn't he? He could just be like, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> like one of the episodes on the, the yeah, Apple show. Just like it? I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think they were trying to make him up. To... Maybe they cast like oh an my actor who's too old. Maybe they were trying do, to make do, out as if he's do, naive. Do you reckon? Do you reckon Denny is like? Um... The young version of the guy from um, uh, Buffalo Bill from huh. the, the Science yeah. and the Lambs. I, li- I like that fella. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't really say. It's like, oh, we're, we're would you fuck me? Would you fuck me? Oh, fuck me. He played. Um, <laughs> he played a former police chief, a police chief in um, the Alienist. Oh god, that's a new season come out of that. I, I think it's going to be called something else, so I'm not sure because the second novel is called something else. It's Angel of Darkness. That's yeah, it. Um, yeah, that's it. What's his name? What's your favorite? Like, I would say not like actual meme, but like there's like, oh, what's called? It's like um, obviously Steamed Hams is probably the meme, like probably the, <laughs> yeah. the famous Simpson meme. But is is there other ones you can think of like? Ones have been like memed a lot, like certain scenes. Obviously, Steve Hams has been memed the most because that was like a big thing, yeah. like a couple of years ago. And but I'm trying to think of what other ones. Um, I was um, just Ned Flanders in general. I would say like um, what's going like Abe walking into um, the house and then like put his hat down. And then turn around, take it, put his hat on, and walking out. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the biggest one would be which one of my favorite episodes is uh, you know Homer in the bush. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He befriends like it's a weird one. He sort of befriends Flanders, and um, <laughs> there's like lots of references in that film. There's one when um, they're basically trying to escape Homer, all the <laughs> and they get in the car and they're just driving away from him. And like Homer's like, "Hey, like Neddy, do you want to play golf?" <laughs> and he's got he's got three golf clubs. And like the flat is just driving away really quickly. He's like, Neddy, Neddy. And he's like running after them. It's like a massive piss take of um, Robocop, you know. And that, I, I think it's T2 as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like, go, like, 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 Ned, go fast. It's like, I can, it's a Geo. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a good one that people like to do is um, so Mo chucking out Barney. Yeah. Like, just like, <laughs> yeah. dusting yeah. off his hands and then puts his hands on his hips. And just Barney just appears behind him. That's that, that a, that a classic one. They, it's brilliant. There's so many, um, <laughs> there's so many uh, like templates. <laughs> what have we got? Um, uh, so Ned Flanders, you know, like the, it's like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> Stupid sexy Flanders. Another one is, um, it's like Flanders' parents, like we've tried nothing, we're all out of ideas. <laughs> um, a, a really good like one is... Um, Marge doing doing like the crump dance, the crump dance. Like, I'll crump with you, sweetie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the one I said recently, like you, you know, the one where they go into international waters, uh, and they, oh yeah, and they and they, so they could basically get really drunk, and um, <laughs> they get they put these two monkeys up against each other with like, like oh yeah, with knives, and like 
meme. It's just like basically like rest of the world after banning you know U.S. like U.S. citizens from traveling, and it's just like one monkey's like American, like pro-Americans, you know, for wearing masks. The other one's like anti-Americans for wearing masks. <laughs> um, a really nice one is um, old man yells the cloud. Yeah, that's a good one with the uh, Abe Simpson. That's brilliant. Oh. Or old man yells at cloud. Oh, it's so versatile. What's the one where it's like Lisa, like she's talking, it's like a projector behind her? That's always been used, isn't it? Like, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Is that from the movie? Um, I think so. Also, the, the nothing with the movie is where like Bart's like, this is the worst day of my life. And Homer's like, the worst day of your life so far. And yeah. it's like, there's so many like memes of it now. I think some, I saw one of them like COVID or something. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, what's a, what's a really fun one? You have, um, I don't know, stuff like, um, uh, oh, that's it. So I think it was like uh, Homer's in the doghouse, like Marge has thrown him out. And then all, he comes in, like ragged looking, and <laughs> Moe is in there, and he looks up, and this Homer's just like staring down at him. <laughs> <laughs> Try him on about it. Like, no. like Mo. <laughs> a really good one that they always use is like um, the one you know in home is like they, like they think there's a it, it's like Marge leaves them, so like uh, they basically fall to bits because they, they they can't basically cope without Marge. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I know you're on. And, and then um, Lisa and Homer think there's a, a boogeyman in the house. You know, the one, <laughs> the one where, like Homer's like over Bart, like just staring at him in his bed. <laughs> And it's like I don't need to alarm you. I don't need to alarm you, Bart, but like there may be a case of a large boogeyman in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um a really good one is uh, the lemon tree. Yeah. Um, especially that that guy's voice as well. It's like face it, Springfield, you lose. Now if you excuse me, all this chasing has made me hungry. Just, he fucking he, he like Gets a massive bite out of like a raw lemon, and like his face is like scrunched <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, I don't want Springfield, you lose. I don't want to insert brain here with Homer. <laughs> oh yeah, have we seen the episode with that? It's like, oh, what, what's written on the back of my head? He starts like spinning, like doing like that Zoidberg thing on the on the ground, and they all start laughing, and eventually they just like stop, like, you know, stop laughing that like, they're really really concerned. <laughs> he gets like you, you can hear him, and he gets like quicker and quicker. Just yeah. like, oh. Oh, I sent to the one when um, basically Homer becomes head of the union at the at the uh, at the nuclear power plant. Oh and, yeah. Uh, basically, like you know, he's an idiot, but like Homer, but Mr. Burns and um, Smithers think he's like being really tactical and really clever. <laughs> also, <laughs> like, what was it? It's like all say yeah, yeah, all say no, and it's like what's nee. going on? Nee. It's like who keeps nee. saying that? It's like it's him. Let's get him, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Poisonous random guy. <laughs> So funny. Oh, I've also got. Oh, um, since um, you know, COVID and stuff, there's that really famous one from the film where it says, like, um, what was it? Like, oh, they're trying to get rid of like um, Victoria in Australia. So it's like, on your right, nothing. <laughs> and then, another one is like, um, I don't know what it's from. It's uh, with um, uh, you know, uh, like this little like kid, like shoe shiner boy. Oh yeah, and, it, and and it's just like um, it's like don't worry, sir. Like um, we, we, we Melbourne will be out of quarantine soon. It's like and it's like, <laughs> like coughing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that one. Sure we will, Homer. Sure we will. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh, what else we got? Yeah. Oh, you know, you know the episode where um, is it like um, oh, what was it? I think it's because of Homer that um, 
um, Mr. Burns like cuts off like beer to the town. Yeah. So then like you do, do like a, a TV broadcast about it, and then all of a sudden they hear like a knock at the door, and then Barney's there in the rain with a gun, going, "Homer, do what he says." <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that, that, that that's the episode like with prohibition, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. And Homer comes the beer baron. <laughs> And you have um, what's what's it called again? Uh, the Rex Banner, like you know, it's like Banner. it's all like styled on um, like nineteen is it nineteen thirties, isn't it? Kind of yeah, like um, like uh, oh, like cop noir. Yeah, and yeah, he, and, he, and like uh, <laughs> Moe's um, <laughs> Moe changes from uh, you know Moe's most having to Moe's pet shop. Yeah, and. <laughs> Uh, and he has basically like pulls a lever and like everything you know everything in the bar just goes around and, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then they get like raided and it's just like you know like open up curly this is a raid and he's like raid curly <laughs> and, then he, and he opens up after pulling the lever and he's like it's like this is just a you know a normal fa- like uh, family pet shop he's like oh really what kind of family pet shop is like uh, plays loud music and it's full of like yahoos at like three a.m. and he's like um. <laughs> The best pet shop in town, and they were like they raise their beers, so that they have to like hide them again quickly. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Barley, it's like when, when they revert back, and Barney's still in the seat, and he's got like like basically like no clothes on, his eyes are scratched. Oh, like this gear's really hurt. Let's <laughs> see. Oh, what, what was a good one? It's like um with Barney, it's like um so it's like he says like oh yeah oh yeah the 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 afternoon rush. So he has to like get rid of all the rats in the pub, and then it's like all like the um, the boys from the nuclear power plant come in. It's like oh afternoon, Mo, and then out of the toilets with like a towel and a, pay, uh, a toothbrush. His Barney goes morning, Mo. <laughs> God. Oh, a, a classic episode as well is um, starts off in Mo's obviously is the X Files episode. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Where they actually bring in um Gillian Anderson and um uh what's Dave, his name? David Dude. Duchovny? Yeah, oh, Duchovny? David Duchovny. Duchovny, yeah. I see, yeah. Brilliant. And he's like, it's FBI I photos him in his speedos. It's bringing us love. love. Kill it. It's bringing us love. <laughs> Sketches. And we'll work uh, a plot around it. Yeah. And, that, and that's why the plot is so loose, because these people came back to them with all these different sketches and these diff- these different variety performances. And it just doesn't work because they're so diverse and and they're not the best quality either. And they just, how do you, how, like, and, and if there was some influence by um, the Star Wars Corp and like by Lucas himself saying, we want to have like these Wookiees in it, it just doesn't work. It's, 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 it's loose. It's disjointed. You know, there's no one, there's no like subtitles. So we don't know what, what the fuck's going on. It's really weird. It's weird. Part of me, th- me thinks that George Lucas said yes to the uh, the Wookiees being it. Yeah. I don't think George Lucas wanted a hologram circus scene. I don't yeah. think George Lucas yeah. wanted a cooking show. I mean, I think I, I, I don't know how like about something um, the other writers put in. Yeah. I don't know how like you know if he was like on the set, you know, direct uh, micromanaging. I'm not saying that, but like I because I, I think Lucas is a very creative man, but. If if he said to them, "I want like the main plot to be about a family of Wookies," and 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 the like, the producers and like the scriptwriters go, "Right, you are. Where the fuck do we go from here?" And he just leaves them to it. Like, 
how, how can they work off that? Like, it's his, like, um, Star Wars genius that created Star Wars, right? And if he's not there, or if, like, there's no one that knows his sort of mind, then it, it obviously is going to be really different and really weird. Not that he's done anything weird himself. <laughs> I.e. Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks, yeah, but... Yeah. Like the prequel trilogy is not bad. We can forgive him for Charge Up Bones. Uh, the sequel trilogy yeah. is a lot worse than the prequel. So, uh, yeah, so let's go on and talk about the hologram performance. So, before we start, I'm just going to say I finished off my uh, Hobgoblin. I've now started a nice bottle of Doombar. Classic. Nice, nice. You're going easy now because that's less percentage, <sighs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird, right? Like in the bottle, it tastes really strange. Doesn't taste. You drinking it from the bottle? You drink it from a glass? Oh no, I'm drinking it in a glass, but it's from a bottle. Oh, good. And You're I, not heaving then. <laughs> oh, I would. I wouldn't stoop that low. <laughs> Carry on. Um. Yeah, we got to talk about this erotic hologram performance. Yeah. Which is basically porn, and the future of porn yeah. in VR. Yeah. I mean, if you want. I mean, I think what we're supposed to apparently what we're supposed to be was it was for the Wookiees to like a VR set for the Wookiees to see, and they will see like what they treasure most, what they what they would like to see in the future, like what they what what they want, and it shows them what they want. And apparently, it's supposed to show like Chewbacca coming home. The idea is like, oh, the Wookiees are missing Chewbacca, his family missing him, they want him home. But instead, they have. Oh, I can't remember her name. Um, oh, what, what was her name again? Uh, Which one? Oh, yeah. Diana Carroll. Oh, yeah. As uh, Mermia Holographic. <laughs> and it's just like, it's her just basically like p- pleasuring in a way, like itchy. And then it's like her singing for the rest of that. And this isn't just a short song. This song goes on for like four minutes long. It's an actual full-on yeah. song. It's really weird, right? Like, what, what did um, Art Carney call it? A head evaporator, I think. But he was, yeah, he called it a wow. Yeah, <laughs> it was like an old-fashioned like. Do you know like you see in like those old films where it's like an old hair salon? It's got like oh, what do they call it? Not a hair uh, dryer. You know, it's like I think it's like when women have their hair. Yeah, done, yeah, you know? yeah. And it, it just it was just one of those, and, and it, she just put his head in it, and like, oh my God, it was it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. I, I like, though, like, the effects. For the time, I think, for the budget, it is quite cool. It sort of comes in from black, and it sort of, like, it it um, it particulates into a sort of, like, a form, what, like an image of what, something. What, that's quite good. what is with the dialogue? Why is it, why is it so sexual and... Really, yeah. this is kids, and so yeah. kids are not going to know what it is. Mm. Parents well, are going to know what older people are going to know what it is. But I, I think this is the sort of like sensual, like you know, late seventies sort of thing where they they were pushing the sort of bar for like this kind of stuff. Where I, I know it's really weird, right? There's it's nothing overtly sexual about it, but it can be construed as such. And well, this this stuff now. Can never be made in like a a kid friendly program. No, no, no. Because I, 
I don't know. It's just so strange. Like this this crusty old fucking Wookiee getting it off to like this very attractive woman, human woman, mind. I, you know, I I think well, like if she's gone off Wookies and he's into humans now. Strange. I love how it always cuts. And then it makes it worse, and it's where the camera where it always focuses on it on Itchy's yeah. Um, face, yeah. Which it just makes it a lot worse. It's yeah. like, well, what, what's happening yeah. down there? I I'm not um, really like I I don't really mind the sort of like the the, the design of the uh, Wookies. I find it quite good. Well, well, maybe maybe not Lumpy. Lumpy's design's terrible, but the fuck the fucking yeah. face in it. <laughs> I I don't know. I I thought Marla's design was much more graceful and more. It feels a lot more like Chewbacca, doesn't it? it yeah, it Marvel seems like design, a more yeah. a more delicate version of yeah. Chewbacca. You know, so obviously yeah. a female version. Yeah, uh, but then yeah, obviously you have got Itchy, which is he's, he's white hair, so it means he's older, and he's got that sort of like the gummy lip as well. You know, so it, and and he, he looks like he, he, he chews his lips a lot, so he's like an old man, but. Yeah, like like the whole thing with his like little VR thing with um, what's her name again? Like Diahan, damn it, what's her name? Diahan, uh, Di- Di- yeah, yeah, it's the, the Diane holographic. Strange. I I I feel like this was written by one of the writers who probably like watching you know, uh, a sex video one night, and he was like. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. I could put this in Star Wars. Yeah. Just like, nothing fucking to do. And yeah. since then, Rule Thirty Four has you know, that's, <laughs> Rule Thirty Four was born from this from this holiday special. Not actually, but I mean, might be the start of Rule Thirty Four porn because. Oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, god. you know, you know I just thought- if you want the Wookiee home and porn ideas, just watch this <laughs> fucking holiday special, like. Do you know what I just thought of, right? It's your fault for bringing up Rule 34. I just thought of Wookiees. Yeah. And I, I can't get it out of my head. Yeah. What the fuck? I think it's true, right? Like, Rule 34, there's a thing for everything, right? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Is, that is just... Well, I mean... I reckon this scene is basically someone's, someone, a nerd's fan fiction oh, of yeah. Wookiees. Yeah. And they um, uh, somehow... The, the studio got hold of it and I was like, "Oh, let's put this in." It's like, but yeah, why? But we can't, oh, we why can't have a we can't have a Wookiee. We'll have an attractive woman, a human. Wookie no, no, head. no, ma- no. Maybe it was the woman was already in the fanfic, the fan fiction. Ah, oh, right. Ah, okay, right. I thought maybe meant, it was uh, a lot worse. Maybe his fan fiction was a lot worse than yeah. what was put on the special. Well, I mean, and it was like, we, we, yeah. we have to cut the rest of it out. <laughs> like, I have to think, like, uh, the, the writers, like, you know, efforts are, like, diluted and edited by, well, yeah, by editors, you know. So maybe this was very uh, risque, to say the least. Hmm. I just thought this was someone's a studio's idea of a joke. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it literally is. Yeah. It's like a big, massive lull. So it's like, it's like, like a, almost like... to the fan base. Yeah, it's almost like some, like, robot chicken piss take of Star Wars. You know? Like, like some... No, but robot chicken's actually good. This isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, robot chicken actually took the piss. Like, I think it was the um, Han and Chewie 
they were like outside uh, their ho- uh, Chewie's house. And Han's like, oh, hi, Chewie. I, I can't wait to finally meet your family. And, and he opens the door and all of the Wookiees are wearing clothes. And yeah, yeah, he was like, oh, Chew, you've been naked the whole time. And, and Chewbacca, <laughs> Chewbacca turns to him and he and he, he growls, but it translates as, I love you, Han. <laughs> oh, oh my god, yeah, I think they're making new stuff. I think there is uh, rule 34 with Han and Chewie. Oh, god, I mean, you know, if you why, why, why bring spot- it up? <laughs> There's probably is definitely gay sex between Han and Chewie oh, in Son's fan fiction. Yeah. Uh, Reese Bolton, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, my good sir. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? I'm good, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the Hoffy Coffee Cast. I am your host, Reese Bolton. Here with me is co host, uh, Reese Jones. Oh, hi. <laughs> uh, I, sound, I, sound like, I sound like I'm doing a radio, don't I? It, it feels so weird. Um, I'm going to double check that we don't disconnect because my Wi-Fi keeps shutting off and um, and uh, come back on. So uh, okay. I, can always, I can always edit it anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how are you, uh, Reese? How's everything going? I'm really good. Yeah, just uh, well enjoying our you know nice British weather for a change. Oh, it's yeah. so hot, mate! It's so hot. I've had like such bad hay fever. Oh, these past- same. Oh. It is it is so bad. It's like you know you want to go out, but it's just oh my god. And I mean you know round by me as well. It's like all the mountains and stuff. I'm just like it's yearning. You know I want to <laughs> yeah, go out. Yeah, I can't. yeah. You know it's just yeah, yeah. So bad. Yeah, but, definitely, um, definitely. I, I do. To be fair, like I do love its weather, but I do need a bit of wet air. To be honest. Yeah. Like I'm writing. I'm gonna, this hay fever's gone. Have really bad. Um, it was worse I've had in a while. And literally now it's apparently going to be raining tomorrow, and I'm like, I'm happy with that, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> the sun can come back then. Yeah. yeah, I mean to be fair, you know we've had the sun for a while, so I mean we've been yeah, doing pretty yeah. good. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know you said this is the first episode of our uh, our very own little podcast. So just wondering, you know, what what should we discuss in the coming episodes? Well, we got we, a lot lined up, haven't we, Welsh? Yes, we um, have. Well, to to be honest, like next episode, we're going to be looking at uh, DC films. So we're going to be looking at um, DCEU as a whole, our like opinions on it, and we're also going to bring in our opinions on the Snyder Cut. Very yeah. excited! Very uh, excited so, to talk about that. Yeah, de- definitely, definitely. And then next episode, um, maybe looking at uh, the future of Star Wars, looking at the future animated shows, the Mandalorian, future Disney Plus TV shows and films. So I'm really looking forward to that one as well. Oh yeah, and and then the rest. Well, we've got plenty to choose from, so um, we, we 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 can go through it from here. But this episode, really, it's a just an introduction to our, our podcast, really about uh, what is our lives been like in lockdown, what we've been doing, also like what films we've been watching, any TV, any books we've been reading, really. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, if you want, I could start off with just by saying uh, I started watching Twin Peaks and I have no idea what the hell I'm watching, <laughs> to be honest. So um, is it the first season? Is the, it the Not very the first one. one? Okay, okay. No, it's the then, very first one. Yeah, so um, obviously, what's your impressions of uh, Twin Peaks? I you mean, you find it very confusing. Yeah, I mean, you know, because that's like David Lynch's, like, you know, that's his signature to do, like, 
you know, this sort of like, not thriller, but maybe, you know, more mystery, but then sort of with a dash of surrealism. So I, I kind of like it. Yeah. You know, and I like the sort of, you know, the little mysteries going it's, on and yes, it's really good at the moment. I feel, it's definitely like a soap mix of a drama. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got the soap elements that it'll be like looking at the character arcs of different families in a very small rural American town. Yeah. And also hints of drama, which uh, basically murder mystery with more Dallas and Dallas and dynasty in it. Yeah. To say. Oh, definitely. And I mean, I don't know. Like, I sort of, I really like the show as well. Cause I like the setting, you know, that sort of yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, stereotypical Pacific Northwest sort of like little town, you know, like logger yeah. town, yeah. Canadian borderland, you know? So it's just, I, it's really good, you know? And yeah, I mean, you see like other shows, like um, have you ever seen uh, Gravity Falls? I have seen about Gravity Falls, yes. Yeah, and you can see where a lot of like the sort of influences for that come from. Yeah, because I mean, it's I don't know, like I I love the characters as well. You know, the sort of like um, as, as you said, like they they are like essentially like soap. Um, I wouldn't say soap opera, but yeah, definitely sort of like very like um, serialized drama sort of like series. Also, look, um, with Twin Peaks, and one of the ways looking at the film kind of I could film studies graduate. Oh, yeah, because uh, um, as, yeah. as you as you never bring up you studied no, no, well I don't I don't try and rub it in to be honest. I don't try and rub it in like I always like to hear how people's um I'm saying I did um I looked at what I did an essay on uh the rurality and the horror rurality. Oh right. And part of our horror horror rurality is the urban character, technically the main character coming into a rural setting really uh-huh. unknown yeah. away from away from the big cities yeah. and those big urban environments yeah come into a rural environment where uh, it's a close-knit community people have um secrets of their own and the idea is you can get lost in the woods and you can come back and the idea of laura palmer getting lost in well getting killed in the woods and the mystery of what's happening what's happening in the woods yeah as happens later on in the show. I don't have, have to say any spoilers at all yeah. <laughs> for you. Please what, don't. what episode are you on now? What, um, what episode are you on now? I didn't realise how long they were. I'm on episode three, I think. Yeah, three. Oh, you just finished episode three? Um, I'm about, I think I'm about halfway through. Oh, yeah. wow. okay, okay. Around okay. that. Around that mark, okay, yeah. there's a big, um, there's a big, uh, plot twist. Plot twist. Twist. Well, twist. Twist, yeah. Ooh. And that's, I feel like that's where the lynchiness really starts. Right. Off. I mean, like, as, as long as it's not a, as long as it's not like M Night Shyamalan twist, I'd be happy. To be fair. No, no. What? What's that other show um, that M Night Shyamalan created? A show it's very similar oh, to Twin Peaks. Right, right. Well, I right. I um. I Did heard you know what of, it was called. Yeah. Um. Well, I heard of um Twin Peaks before, but I couldn't like I couldn't find like anywhere to watch it. But um, I saw, like, you know, it was advertised. It was called Wayward Pines. Yeah. And I that thought, was, um, yeah, you know, I, as of, I said, yeah. I, I like that setting. I was like, oh, that looks pretty, you know, interesting. And then I sort of liked, you know, the first series, realized, like, you know, the twist behind it. And I was like, oh, don't want to watch it, it no more. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very strange. Um, I don't know what other shows. Um, I, I can't remember what other shows or the films had it. But it was, usually there's, like, a kind of similar plot plot arc where a narrative where a, a copper 
or like someone working for the FBI yeah. has to investigate a death or a dis- disappearance yeah. in a small knit town. Yeah. You um, can kind of say you can. I can say like the Wicker Man kind of vibe to that. As well. Yeah, I was going to say the Wicker Man. Yeah, yeah. I sort of like how um, you know. I know, like we can do like an episode on um, Edgar Wright stuff on its own, but I mean, yeah. I, I like how that sort of turns the trope of the um, the urban character, the urban you know uh, police officer, come into a rural setting and then having to deal with the sort of like you know being a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. I, I like how that was sort of turned on his head. And I mean, off the top of my head, I can't really think of a lot of examples. But um, yeah, Wicker Man is probably one of the first examples of that, I think. like Yeah, yeah, it came out in yeah. 1973, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you excuse uh, the remake, then I mean, the legacy of the Wicker Man was really good. But... Uh... <laughs> Just, to, just don't include bees. Yeah. Oh no, we should, no, we should do for an episode. We should watch like a lot of bad Nicholas Cage films. Oh, that sounds like, awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Wicker Man's one, and then we could do Left Behind, which is the one where he's on the plane with everybody, and it's during like the Rapture or something. Oh like, God. Uh, like Judgment Day, and like everyone dies, like yeah, on Earth, and they're the ones on the plane. It's really confusing. I need to. I think that's how it goes, yeah. but um, I mean, but yeah, def- definitely. To be fair, like, I don't think he has any quality control on any sort of like films he's in now. Because I mean, well, for a while, really, because I remember seeing a film like a few years ago with him in. Uh, it was called Knowing. Knowing. Reese. Reese, I think you cut out there. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. And there you have it. That's our episode of Hunter Special. So thank you so much for uh, listening. And uh, we hope you enjoyed. I mean, as I said, ep- you know, 100 episodes is huge. Um, you know, kind of, tr- what's the word? Like, uh, what's the word I'll say? Like, mileage for us or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. suppose, you know, like, we've come a long way along the road, haven't we? And we've, yeah. I, I, like, I like to see how we've climbed mountains. You know, we've developed you know, our style. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like aspirations, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, um, the road goes ever onwards. Yeah. Some the road goes ever onwards. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's, like, I, I really like how, considering, like, at the nature of our podcast, there's always something to talk about. Yeah, you know? definitely. And, and, like, news, we talk about, like, the news of the, news of the day. And stuff, and I don't know the topic at hand. I don't know. I, I like it, and you you are obviously exceptional co-host. Thank you. Same as yeah. you. I tip my hat. <laughs> I don't Not think it, it wouldn't have worked uh, if it was just one of us. I think you always yeah, need like the fifty-fifty, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, contribution. Yeah. And well, I mean, you do that as well. I think it's you know, like I, I I think it's nice that when someone talks, you listen, and I think it's nice that one of the co-hosts at any given time is listening much yeah. like our listenership is listening. Yeah. So, you know, we are like the, the hosts of this podcast, but then again, we are listeners as well. And also like you are pretty much the guru of our Instagram page because <laughs> I wouldn't say the guru, amount of, but okay. to be honest, like if I could, <laughs> if I did it by myself, I would not have been posting as much. Like at least like I can, oh, I you. know that you, are, you, but you enjoy posting it, don't you? So, yeah, yeah. um, 
I leave that to you and I do all the um the organization for the scheduling, um, sorting out the editing and stuff like that. The, um, and I enjoy that as well. Yeah. And also the skills we gain from it as well is always oh, yeah. useful. I mean, we put this on our CVs and you know, our employers are very interested in our podcast. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't ever think to anybody about podcasting is just a waste of time because I don't think it is. No, it's like no. If, if something you do is something you enjoy, then it's yeah. never a waste of time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You need to find something you love and then do it for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. You know to quote Rushmore. That's... Great bloody film. Is that I'm sure next... I've said that before. Is that a, your, ne- your next uh, Wes Anderson? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is, actually. Oh, I knew it, I knew it. Um, yeah, so thank you, everybody. Um, that's, uh, well, that's... Um, starting off our April, uh, month in April, to be honest. And we've got a lot coming up. So, I mean, yeah, as I said, we we got, um, we could be talking about the Peaky Blinders and last season coming out. We're talking about the Northmen, Robert Eggers' new film, plus a lot of Marvel stuff. I mean, just look at, I'm just looking at it now. We've got, um, I mean, what have we got? We've got Moon Knight, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the Halo TV series, The Boys, season three, um Obi-Wan Kenobi, Four Love and Thunder, Miss Marvel, um and going up into the uh late 2022, we've got Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, the um House of the Dragon review, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power review, we've got the Black Panther Wakanda Forever, we have got the Avatar films. So we've got a lot to keep us going. And um, obviously, some there'll be some weeks where we can't do an episode because we've got other stuff going on as well. Um, and with my job as well, sometimes I might have to be away. Uh, but I will put as much uh, if we could work way around that, that'd be that'd be great as well. So thank you everybody for for listening. We hope you enjoyed listening to our episode 100 special. Please um, follow like share and or review if you enjoyed our um episode and we'll see you in the next coffee coffee cast bye 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 <laughs>